Hey guys, welcome to the Basking in the Bible podcast. This podcast is all about finding out what the Bible says about a plethora of different topics that are prevalent in today's world and letting the truth and hope of scripture fill your heart and mind in order to encourage you. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Basking in the Bible podcast. First, before we get into the meat of this episode, I just want to give an apology for not bringing you guys the last two um scheduled episodes of the podcast my brain has been in so many gone in so many different directions recently and I I just haven't had the podcast at the front of my brain but what I'm going to do is I'm going to start putting it in my like schedule it in and put it in my agenda to have the days of the podcast so that I don't forget and it'll be kind of like a reminder so that I yeah so that I don't forget and miss a bunch of podcast days so anyway um what we're gonna be doing today is we're going to be reading the reflection and discussion questions for Um, chapter six of Anxious for Nothing by Max Lucado. So I encourage you, if you have that book on hand or if you can get it on some type of audiobook streaming service like Libby or Hoopla, that um, I encourage you to get the book and to read along with me, um, even if you aren't, you know, on like you've never read it before and you will be going to like the middle of the book so um but you can always like catch up in your own time and I also encourage you to do that especially if you have the book on hand if you cannot get the book in any way shape or form just grab your bible and if you don't have a bible then what I want you to do is when I talk about a verse um I want you to look it up on Google so that you can understand what this podcast is about, even if you don't exactly understand the Bible verse, um, even if you've never read the Bible before. Hopefully, what I'm talking about will be clarified by the Bible verses that are referenced in this little section of this book. So... The title is Prayer, Not Despair, and under it, it says, Peace Happens When People Pray. The first section is called Confront the Chaos. It says, Think through your attitude toward prayer. Maybe you have been a Christian for a very long time and prayer has become trite. Maybe you are a new Christian and you are overwhelmed by this awe-inspiring interaction. Are you jaded, confused, or apathetic, or are you excited about prayer? Try to describe your prayer life in one phrase. Obviously, we're not having a face-to-face discussion, so I want you guys to reflect on this, pause this podcast, and reflect on this on your own. And because you can pause this podcast, I want you to try to reflect for several minutes at least, Um, not just try to think of one sentence, but add a little bit more to that since you have the the chance to do that and the like freedom to do that with this being a podcast that you can pause um for me 
prayer has always been a very like trouble spot in my relationship with Jesus. Um, being in the Word and being in worship, I think, to Jesus are my easiest spots, but prayer has always come as a a harder spot for me. As I grow more in my relationship with Jesus, I feel like it gets better, um, especially because I am now almost five years into my relationship with Jesus, but um, yeah. So the second section says, read the parable of contrast in Luke 18, one through eight, referred to in the beginning of chapter six. Okay, so I encourage y'all to pause the podcast again and read it. Um, I am not going to be reading it in this podcast because I have about an hour or 45 minutes for the podcast and if I you know go too long it won't save anything after um after the 45 minutes or an hour or whatever so just for the sake of time I'm not going to read Luke 18 1 through 8 but I encourage y'all to do it because I think it's very important and the things that go with reading that are read through the verses again and note the differences between you and the widow in one column and the differences between God and the judge in another column. The second thing says, what do you think it says about the nature of prayer that Jesus knew we would need a story that inspires us to pray consistently and never quit? And what is the one characteristic or posture that dominates this parable? What attribute of the praying life is most emphasized? Um, number three says the parable ends with the question, nevertheless, when the son of man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? What does this imply? How would you answer this question? So that's another question about that section. And I encourage y'all to, you know, dig deep into that passage and read about that. Number four says, God doesn't delay. He never places you on hold or tells you to call again later. God loves the sound of your voice always. He doesn't hide when you call. He hears your prayers. That is a quote from the chapter chapter six of this book. Um, if you look through chapter six, I'm sure you can find it. And if you read through it, I'm sure you will come to it um, and like recognize that part. The questions that go with this are, is it hard for you to believe that God wants to hear your prayers? Why or why not? Is there an experience or situation that has deeply influenced this opinion? Explain. And if you knew for certain that God was listening to your prayers, how would your prayer life change? Okay, so I am going to talk about this a little bit. So the first question, is it hard for you to believe that God wants to hear your prayers? Why or why not? For me, obviously in the very beginning of my relationship with Jesus, and I feel like this is a common theme for most people, is that um, even for someone who has grown up in the church, sometimes it's hard and it's an an anxiety-provoking thing to start a relationship with Jesus because you don't know how God views you or you have a warped view of how he views you because you don't, you haven't read the Bible enough to know just 
the exact way that God views you. Um, so I think for most new believers, it's hard to um, want to pray because you don't know if God wants to hear your prayers. The second question, is there an experience or situation that has deeply influenced this opinion? Um, I think just the first year, maybe two years of my relationship with Jesus, it was kind of a walking on eggshells thing on my end. Obviously, God doesn't really walk on eggshells because he's perfect. But um, for me, excuse me, for me, it was just kind of um, like... I didn't really know what terms I was on with God. So I was like, do I pray because do I pray out loud to God? Because I don't know if he wants to hear what I have to say. So sometimes I would just like pray in my head and it be really short prayers. Um, And the next question, if you knew for certain that God was listening to your prayers, how would your prayer life change? I immediately thought of something me and my youth pastor are doing a it's technically sunday school on sunday mornings i'm the only one there though because it's in a later sunday school and everyone goes to the 9:31 usually but um it's later in the day and when i'm talking to him he brings up some really cool things and one of the cool things that he brought up um a few weeks ago I think is um something about we were talking about prayer and he said that would it make it how would it make you feel if you were praying and as you were praying you envisioned God sitting right behind you or right beside you and that just completely changed my view of prayer um because I've always especially in front of people I've always been very anxious about praying out loud and he just brought up the fact that like if God was sitting right behind you or right beside you which he technically is because um mean his spirit is around us everywhere um what how would that make you feel and that just kind of changed my view of prayer the next section says read the end of luke 18 verses 35 through 43 as is characteristic of jesus healings he says to the blind man your faith has made you well and then i'm not going to read that but i encourage you to pause the podcast and read it yourself and delve into what what it's about obviously I'm about to kind of give you the questions, but um, before I read them, I want you to, or before you hear them, I want you to pause the podcast and read it yourself so that you can know what the story in this gospel is about. The questions say, how is the blind man's faith evident in this interaction? Look carefully at the words used in this passage. Notice also the crowd in the story. What is their reaction before the healing? What is their reaction after the healing? Have you ever felt alone in your belief in the power of prayer? Does popular opinion sway your belief in the power of prayer? What might this story say about the effect your prayer life can have on those around you? Okay, so two questions that I want to answer myself. Um, 
about like in this section is have you ever felt alone in your belief in the power of prayer so sometimes when I encourage my fellow believer friends to pray about something and they don't seem like they're you know like antsy and like eager to pray about the certain thing I feel kind of alone in my passion about praying for the certain thing but I know that mostly it's just my warped view of how they feel and they are passionate about it and eager about it um the other question is does popular opinion sway your belief in the power of prayer and for me I would say no but I know that for people who are new believers like brand new believers or people that are questioning whether they believe um that is a very sketchy topic um and a very controversial topic the next section is called choose calm it says max notes the benefits and by the way this is max Lucado. if you haven't already you know like you don't remember that or you haven't figured that out max notes the benefits of a specific prayer in chapter six a specific prayer is a serious prayer and an opportunity for us to see god at work and it creates a lighter load consider your anxieties do you bring them specifically to god in prayer if yes how if no how might you do this okay so first question i want to answer that for you um for me personally um I definitely bring my anxiety specifically to God, uh, uh, not as much as I should, um, but I do, and if yes, how, so pretty much I'm just, I just tell him, I just, I'm like, here's this anxiety, um, you know exactly what it is, but one thing that I do, I just want to give this as a side note, one thing that I do is I make sure to voice exactly what it is, even though I know God already knows, um, I make sure to note exactly what it is and I'm not vague. Um, And then I'm like, here, I'm surrendering it to you. And obviously when I surrender it, it's not this like weight immediately lifted off my shoulders. Usually it's a day in, day out fight to give up control. I don't know if that was an oxymoron kind of sounded like one but I feel like you know what I mean so that's good all right the next section says prayer takes discipline and dedication it takes effort to make the to make the time and it takes belief to be consistent if we don't believe that God is hearing us or that he cares our determination to pray will quickly fade first Peter 5 6 through 7 says therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you excuse me and due time casting all your care upon him for he cares for you according to these verses why should you give your anxieties to god is this a good enough reason to put the effort into prayer notice this verse does not ask you to forget or set aside your anxieties it acknowledges that your anxieties are real instead of pushing them aside you are putting them literally on god he tells you to transfer the burden from yourself to him how might this imagery guide the way you pray Determine a time each day when you will choose to list your anxieties. Physically fold up the list and place it somewhere in a basket, drawer, etc. When you start to feel anxious, remember that you have placed your burdens on God for the day. I encourage y'all 
to put that practice into practice and to practice it every single day, even if it's just once a day. But every time you have an anxiety, I encourage you to practice it um, or practice that practice. I don't know what the what an opposite word would be or what a synonym actually not an opposite word but a synonym would be for practice um but yeah I yeah I just encourage you guys to do that and um also to answer the questions with that section in your own bible reading find three of God's promises that speak to you hold God to his word and ask him to do that that which he has already said he would do in your life that's another thing that I encourage y'all to do as another practice. Um, so for the meditation, it's just Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And even if you aren't familiar, very familiar with the Bible, or you haven't been to church a lot, I'm sure you've heard this verse, or I'm sure you've seen it somewhere, even if it's just like on social media or something. But please listen to these words because this verse is so or these verses are so encouraging so it says come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because i am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden i give you is light matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 that concludes the discussion and reflection questions for chapter six of anxious for nothing by max lucado i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the basking in the bible podcast if you did i encourage you to turn on post notifications and follow this podcast on spotify um, so that you can be updated whenever there is a new episode and yeah i hope you guys have a great day and i will see you guys well i won't see you guys I always say see you guys, but I don't mean that. I will be back soon, hopefully, for the next episode of the Basking in the Bible podcast. Bye, guys.